Welcome to the Swift Healthcare video podcast, exploring the intersection of healthcare and leadership hosted by Dr. Patrick Swift. SwiftHealthcare.com is your resource for healthcare professionals to find coaching and consulting to engage, restore, and transform yourself and your organization. And now here's your host, Dr. Patrick Swift. I'm so excited about Nancy Jacoby being on the show. Nancy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Patrick. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. It's a joy. And the title of our our show here is How to Deal with Resistance, Lead Effectively, and Find Joy in Your Work. I love that. And so, folks, let me share with you Nancy's bio here, which I, I love doing the top of the show. Nancy Jacoby is a former healthcare executive with 25 years of experience in the industry. She's a board certified, she is board certified in healthcare management by the American College of Healthcare Executives and is a fellow of the college. Go ACHE. I'm a fashe as well, so I'm delighted that you're here on the show. Prior to serving in leadership positions, Nancy was a registered nurse with a passion for caring for the geriatric patient. She's actually still licensed in two states. And she founded Nancy Jacoby Consulting and, and Nancy Jacoby Coaching and Consulting. And I have to call out that you went to Xavier University in Cincinnati. I Having did. a great love for the Jesuits, I got I to gotta give a shout out for your, your uh, Jesuit education and, and being a Xavier. That's right. I'm proud to be a Xavier alum. Outstanding. So what got you into healthcare? If I may, what drew you into healthcare and, and the, the, the passion you have? Because it's so strong and the impact you're having. Well, you know, Patrick, it's funny because, you know, you fill out these child books that your parents give you, you know, year by year with, you know, your grade school teacher and your friends and what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. And early on, I identified, looking back, I identified a lot of focus on what I would call helping professions, you know, being a nurse, being a teacher. And nurse stayed there for a good couple of years, right? And, you know, when I, when I first went to college at Xavier, I started out as a psych major because I always had a gravitation towards people with, you know, emotional health needs. And I just, I got attracted to nursing because I felt like I could serve the whole patient and the whole person. Mm. And the mission of caring for the sick, I mean, what, mm. what's more noble than that, right? I've, I've always yeah. been attracted to something where in some way, shape, or form, I'm going to have an impact that's more than just on paper. Like, I wanted to have a tangible impact. Yeah. yeah. And that. It, that's, that's really what drew me to nursing. And it drew me into healthcare administration, believe it or not, because I could make an impact on so many different levels. You know, people might say, well, that, that sounds strange. How do you do that? Well, because you can, you can touch the patient, you can touch the organization. And then in a leadership role, you have the awesome responsibility to lead, mentor, and develop others. Mm-hmm. And it was probably one of the most fulfilling parts of my job. Oh, I mean, it's really, I love that because it's, it's pulling together all of the intention you had of being in the helping profession, even as a, a young person, and then, and then being in the workforce and being a, a healer and coaching and helping others heal. And, you know, I hope listeners are thinking about what got you into healthcare yourself, or if you're thinking about healthcare, the show is for, for, from the CEO to the new employee, to the aspiring healthcare professional, we all can learn. We can all find inspiration and joy from each other and thinking about what drew you into healthcare. Nancy, I think is beautiful for our listeners also to think about what drew you into healthcare. Cause hell, if we can connect more and more to a purpose, it is a protective 
barrier, protective factor to, from burnout. Because if we're dealing with burnout, one of the biggest things we can do is connect to our meaning and purpose. And so I love you sharing that short story. As a neuropsychologist, I know listeners can't help but be thinking about that question for themselves. Why, why am I doing this? And it gets back to purpose. So one of the challenges in dealing with burnout, whether you're a provider, whether you're a physician, a nurse, a clinician, or a leader, or both, is we all deal with resistance. <laughs> And so I'd love to, I, I love this. You've got amazing blog. You've, you've got a lot of great content out there. Let's talk about, here's a question. What do you mean by making friends with resistance? Absolutely. And people who are listening right now, they, they must be thinking, you're crazy. How can you make friends with resistance, right? It's, you know, it's funny because when people think of resistance, a lot of the times it's, it's something negative. You know, so if I'm doing a workshop or if I'm having a conversation like this, when I, when I ask people, well, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of resistance? It's often negative. Sure. Words like, you know, right? I hear words like obstacle, blockade stubborn, impeding progress, you know, challenge, you know, conflict, right? And it doesn't have to be that way because resistance is really a natural part of any change that we're bringing to the table, whether oh it's- Oh my God, and you said the change word, because then people yes, they, the they, they, can't help but think of like, ah, <laughs> blood pressure, right? And what you're doing is normalizing that it's normal part yes. of what we do, right? It's an absolute normal part of what we do, whether, whether we're undergoing an individual change that, you know, we think might be very simple yeah. or whether we're helping a team go through a change or, you know, Patrick at the organizational level, if we're doing something huge, you know, like a, a merger, we're going to bring two organizations together. Like the, the potential for resistance there on so many levels is very high yeah. because it's normal. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like a friend that you have next to you all the time, just welcoming it to the table and saying, I know you're here. Glad you're here with us. Let's figure out how to use you. I love that angle about how to then use resistance because I, I love to contemplate the notion of the, the yoga of healthcare. I'm being a meditator and, and the notion of yoga of healthcare, this notion of developing our flexibility and our, 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 our skills and our abilities and using resistance as part of the physical yoga. But here you're talking about using resistance to be more, more, whether it's effective, be more healthy, to be more happy, to be more effective as a leader, right. this, this, you know, you've written, it can be a gift. So what are your thoughts about, you know, how, how is resistance a gift? Absolutely. Well, you know, if you think about why we, why we resist, right? Oftentimes on some level, there's some sort of fear factor in there, whether it's, you know, at the individual level, we're undergoing some sort of change or we're trying something new, right? We may be kind of afraid of it. Mm -hmm. We're going back to that big organizational context, like, you know, holy smokes, we're bringing two yeah. organizations together. Yeah. And this is huge, right? Yeah. It's huge on so many levels. We're bringing together cultures and finances and teams and information systems, all these things that are coming together. When the resistance is coming to the table, and you know, it's funny because I, I read a great book about resistance. A guy named Rick Maurer wrote Beyond the Wall of Resistance, and he talks about three levels of resistance. And when I think about some of the projects that I've led in healthcare, it's it's just so on the money because when resistance shows up, it can, it can tell us three things. It can tell us that, all right, we don't, 
we don't get what's going on. Like, you know, the, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand this. Like, I don't understand this change. I don't understand the parts, right? It could tell us that, okay, we get it, but we just don't like it, so, <laughs> right? So it's like, I, I understand we're merging. I understand we're doing this and I am, I don't like it. And oftentimes when that's happening, there is that very, very strong fear underlying underlying what's in there, yeah, right? Sure. And then on the third level, there's there's the resistance that comes to the table. I don't like you. And when he says, I don't like you, it's not necessarily, I don't like you, Patrick. It's, there's something here that I don't trust. Maybe it's something from the past, you know, let's say, you know, you and I are working on a merger team together and we met in a past life, we were on a project and somehow I wronged you or I did something that violated your values. You don't trust me and you're showing up with it. The point of talking about all of this is that in those three levels of resistance, there is so much information that's coming to the table. Hmm. If we just pay enough attention to what's really going on. So a lot of the times when resistance shows up, particularly on a team where, you know, we're doing some serious business in healthcare. Those, these are high stakes. Patients' lives are at risk. Profit margins are at risk. I mean, we, we've got some fundamentally serious stuff going on here. It's easy to, to knee jerk and take things personally and be very reactive. But really, when it when we think about resistance showing up, it's it's a gift because it's giving us so much information into the state of mind of our team members and what they're thinking and what they're feeling. And it's telling it's telling us, hey, slow down, leader. Pay pay attention to what's going on here because there could be some knowledge in here that's useful to you in whatever you're trying to do with your team, with your department, with your organization. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that because you you touched on resistance being uh, I don't I don't get it I don't understand it I I I understand it, but I don't like it on a personal level the interaction the dyad the pair the the I don't like you or trust you and the, you're touching on the their w great wisdom there because it's not just leaders but heck uh, listeners may have a coworker that they're in a clinical setting or they're in finance or and they're they're in other departments whether you're frontline back office, there's always that resistance that can occur in the workplace, right? And Absolutely. And touching on some wisdom that people can practically, at least you're starting with the awareness. I mean, earlier I was reading your bio, increasing That's awareness, right. because if you're aware, then you can do something about it. If you're That's coming right. to the table and saying, I, I don't get this, or I don't like it, I get it, I don't like it, or I don't trust this person. Practically, is there coaching suggestion that you have folks for how to turn that into a gift? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, when when you're thinking about, you know, the fear factor or the trust factor, it's I tell my clients it's a wonderful time to sit down and engage in conversation with whatever is bringing that resistance. So if it's if it's, you know, face-to-face -face kind of conflict or there's a one-to-one -one relationship where something's amiss or, you know, you're leading a team and you're sensing good grief, this dynamic is just not feeling good and this is this is really getting in the way it's yeah. i instead of running away from it which people want to do because sometimes this is uncomfortable patrick it's uncomfortable to engage in these sorts of things yeah. i tell them this is the precise time to lean in with your mm. authentic self mm. and get curious about so what's going on with you what's going on with this team 
but then being a leader, you know, what, what's going on with us? Like, you know, asking those questions and getting to what I call the whys and, you know, peeling back that onion and saying, let's, let's dig in here and really, you know, understand with a spirit of compassion and generosity, you know, how we can, how we can use this fear or how we can learn from what's happened with, you know, a misunderstanding that created this, this lack of trust, if you will, you know, so really, really showing up with a transparency, with an openness. And then, you know, just thinking back to a client situation I had the other day where we talked through how he was going to approach somebody who he had wronged and showing up and saying, you know, look, I, I'm aware that this happened in the past. And I, and I want to tell you, I'm sorry. I, I understand that I've, I've hurt you. And I understand that this is what I did and it, it made you feel this way. And I'm going to do my best to, to show up better and to repair this. So it's, it's really about coming to the table and leaning in, engaging and being curious. And then there's an element of accountability where it's like owning your role in, you know, am I, am I triggering resistance in somebody or am I triggering resistance in my team? Mm. Because I'm, maybe I'm not leaning in enough or, you know, maybe I'm, I'm rushing things when it comes to just, you know, pounding this change through because Patrick, you've been in healthcare long enough, you know, the deadlines are fierce, the pressure is high, you know, the stress is huge, right? And we're all well-intentioned people and we bring to that table that high achieving excellence, we're gonna get it done. But I, I always remind people at what cost, right? Right, right, yeah, because ultimately it's about people. And not the numbers and and you said a lot of great content there and and i just comment on the the lean in i'm glad you said lean in because in the back of my mind i am thinking it's it's th your message here i'm hearing and feeling is that when there is resistance you've essentially got a choice we've got a choice we we withdraw and we may end up avoiding something and may have a short-term benefit from it but we lose when we disengage actually we we hurt ourselves and so if there's a listener i want to encourage folks to think about what resistance you may be facing in your day well heck in your personal life too but in your work well work life if you're if you're leaning back and what consequences that having as opposed to leaning into it and you said the word compassion earlier yes. <laughs> and and I, I, I was pleased and like surprised and because it does tie into this and, and that's a practical wisdom that the benefit of coaching and you and I both coach people and it's more than just effectiveness and outcomes and, and these, these numerically driven concepts, but the deeper, more meaningful about compassion and meaning and joy. You know, this, the episode being titled, uh, how to deal with resistance, lead effectively and find joy at work. <laughs> I love that you touched on, on, on the, the compassion and, and so how does one navigate this? Any other story that comes to mind that, that, that is inspiring that you came across? You know, it's, it's funny because I, I had changed jobs at one point and I was meeting with a new, very senior physician who was in a very senior position on his service. And, you know, I'm brand new and I'm, I'm in my suit and pearls and I'm going to meet him, you know, as the new administrator, right? You know, all excited to meet this guy. Well, Patrick, this guy was not excited to meet me. So I get into his office, you know, he's got all the diplomas on the wall and things going on, right? He's in his white coat with his shirt and tie, right? He's got his arms folded and he's glaring at me. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking, oh dear, this is going to be fun, right? And, you know, after I greet him, you know, I'm Nancy Jacoby, blah, 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 blah. 
I don't know why you're here. I don't need you here. I don't want you here. Oh, God. Now, you're you're talking about some serious, some serious levels of resistance. Going, resistance, yeah. Right? I think we got, I think we got a winner here. For yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Levels, right? <laughs> and, you know, if I think about it, you know, retrospectively, I understand why. Because a lot of administrators that he dealt with, you know, come in and the first thing they want to do is cut his budget and come in and tell him everything he's doing wrong and everything sure. that he should be doing and here's what you should do and start like nine different change initiatives at a time and boss him around. So <laughs> what he's thinking, you know, so I'm in my little suit and pearls, I'm representing the administrators that have come in in the past. And he's thinking, oh, here's another flavor of the month that's going to come in and, you know, whack my budget and tell me what to do. And I said, all right. So in coaching mode, meet the person where they are, right? You know, so I said to him, all right, you know, I'm really glad you shared that with me. And, and I appreciate your candor. And, you know, I understand that it's, you know, frustrating to have new people come in and what I really want to do with you today, if it's all right with you, is just to learn from you because I'm I'm new and I'd really appreciate you sharing with me what's going on on the service and what are the challenges that you're facing right now? You know, what's keeping you up at night? And then maybe you and I could talk about if there's any possible way that I could help you, you know, at some point, you know, let's, let's just kind of hash that out. And he kind of settled down a little bit. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, we were peas and carrots from that day. We were not. <laughs> it, it took a lot of time, Patrick, with me, you know, showing up at his office, you know, showing up at his office, again, showing up at his office, yeah. the same yeah. sorts of thing, until one day he, he looked at me, he said, you, you want to know what's keeping me up at night? Come over to this computer. I want to show you this, you know, this EMR. I want to show you how many clicks I have to make. And I'm like, okay. Okay, we're getting somewhere, right? Yeah. yeah, so fast forward, working with him, working with the team, we did get to be peas and carrots, and it did get to be a really great relationship. But, you know, you really you really have to hang in there and make yeah, and lean in. be that way and lean in and get curious about, you know, what, you know, why is this guy so upset? He's, it, you said something before about intention when we were talking about, you know, why I got into healthcare and nursing. So intention for a minute, thinking about resistance, because we're humans and the logical place sometimes that we go is, oh my God, this guy is such a pain in the neck. Why is he being this way? If, if we just stop and say, you know, all right, this guy's human too. Who like, compassion. what's, what's happened, right? Compassion. Like what's, yeah. what's happened to him that's creating this reaction? Like what, what is it about me that's causing him to feel this way? And then how, how can I help? Yeah, and that ties beautifully to, to values. You know, one thing I want to ask you is how, what, what do my values have to do with it of how to lean into resistance? How does that tie into it, Nancy? Yeah, well, you know, Patrick, for me, two of the most important values at my core are integrity and courage, right? So saying, saying what we mean, meaning what we say, doing what we say we're going to do, and saying what we're going to do, and having all of those match. So... If I'm gonna if I'm gonna call myself a leader, right? But then I'm when when things are hitting the fan, so to speak, or I've got a difficult conversation, or you know, there's something brewing, whatever you want to call it. If I'm kind of shirking away and oh, you know, I don't I don't want to deal with that, right? It there's a misalignment for me there, right? We we I believe we we have to have the courage to go there mm. and open up that box and say, you know, listen. And, you know, showing up with our compassionate selves, because I know in healthcare, we're compassionate. Otherwise we wouldn't be here. Right. So there's my third 
values. I, I would call it really kindness. That's the way I think about it. But, you know, mm -hmm. integrity, courage, and kindness, mm -hmm. you know, leading with those three values yeah. at the yeah. core. I really appreciate that, Nancy, because it, it is protection from burnout by knowing what your values are. And for listeners, I want to encourage folks to, what are your values? Because when, when the proverbial stuff hits the fan, if it hits the shan, what are you what are you falling back on? What are we falling back on? You're touching on something I think really is beautiful personally, professionally, as a leader, as a healthcare person, whatever your role is, if you if you have a strong sense of what your values are, if you have some clarity of your value, you're speaking about being able to have a, a, a clarity of your, your values that then helps dealing with resistance and not only dealing with it, but making it your friend and, and you be I think you did a beautiful job of it's like this is a martial arts jujitsu as opposed to going against the resistance to actually keto, I think, with the, with the letting, letting that resistance flow like that physician <sighs> example you gave instead of obliquely going head on and banging into people to, to be able to lean in with – and this takes courage. This takes courage, what you're talking about. So with the, the episode title here, how do we deal with resistance, lead effectively, and find joy at work? I, I trust that, that listeners are, are getting a better sense of how to deal with resistance, how to lead more effectively by having that clarity to be able to join with folks, whether it's on a personal leadership level or you're a CEO of a hospital. I don't care. We're all human beings walking each other home. <laughs> and there can be joy in that. So I loved you talking about the values. And, and that leads me to be able to ask you my favorite question to ask my guests, which is, if you, for a brief moment, had the attention of all the healthcare people around the whole planet, just for a brief moment, what would you say to us? Oh, gosh. You know, I would say, I would say healthcare is a serious business, and we deal with some pretty serious stuff, right? But we don't always have to be so serious. So, you know, I would say laugh, love, relax, and, and enjoy the ride. Mm. I really appreciate that, Nancy. And I think about when I was a young uh, clinician, <laughs> when I had hair, no gray, <laughs> and coming into the healthcare profession, there is this sense of the gravitas of healthcare. I wish I had had that within my quiver of arrows when I started to recognize, yes, there's a gravitas, but also to, to live, laugh find that joy along the way. So thank you for saying that. And for a listener, if you're new to the profession, God, hang on to that wisdom from Nancy. And if you're near the, the end of a career or nearing retirement, it's not too late. This is the time, uh, especially in the face of everything we've been dealing with in healthcare, with burnout and COVID and, and changes and, and resistance and all of this to be able to find some joy in what we do. So thank you for sharing that, Nancy. And I want to ask you, if folks are interested in following up with you and learning more about what you do, where can they go? Well, Patrick, they can visit my website, njacoby.com. I also have a great guide if they're interested in learning more about resistance or want an exercise that they can go through when they're experiencing resistance, they can text outcomes to 42828 and they'll get my free resistance guide that they can use over and over and over again to help them navigate. Love it. That is so cool. 42828? 42828. I want to encourage <laughs> folks, if you want to follow up, please follow up on that. It's a great resource. I'll have that in the show notes for the for the podcast on the on the website, Swift Healthcare slash podcast. And I encourage folks to check that out. But Nancy, I'm uh, so grateful that you could be on the show and just thank you for bringing your, your strength and compassion and wisdom and experience to be able to share with folks. 
Well, Patrick, it's been a true pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, rate, or leave a review about the show on your favorite platform and learn how to support the podcast as a patron at swifthealthcare.com, where you can also find the show notes and all of our episodes. Thanks for joining us.